Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Patriotism is under attack, and elections are like jail. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on Twitter, Instagram, Parler, and all of the social media. So many of you know me as Mr. Call Screener from The Mark Levin Show, and we are 17 floors above Madison Square Garden tonight, right here in New York City, the home of Mark's affiliate, WABC, where I host This Is America. Tonight, the great one is off. He's well, and he will be back on Monday. Rest assured that your liberty-loving Latino amigo, that's me, is here, and I want you to pull up a chair and join me for the best three hours in talk radio. Our phone number, 1-800-848-9222-1-800-877-381-3811-877-381-3811 if you're a lib. All right, so patriotism is under attack, and elections, they're like jail. Now, I don't mean like if you get stuck with the wrong candidate, it feels like a prison sentence. Although it can, what I'm talking about is how when people get arrested, they get sentenced to prison, oftentimes they have to get down with one of the power structures inside of the jail. It doesn't matter if you're an independent, impartial, nonpartisan. When you go to jail, you need the protection of the neo-Nazis, the five percenters, Muslims, the Bloods, the Crips, the Latin Kings, MS-13. These guys run the jail. In so many ways, the Democrats and their many factions They run the swamp. At least that's how somebody's explained it to me. So in many ways, elections are similar. You might not like the Democrats or the Republicans, but we find common ground and expect them to kind of represent our interests in our government, in the bureaucratic swamp, kind of like seeking the protection of a gang when you're doing hard time in a prison. Now, is that tribalistic? Perhaps. Maybe I'd even go so far to say, hell yeah, it's definitely tribalistic. Now, I'm all about individualism. 
However, that doesn't change the strength that you have in numbers. This reminds me of a, a verse from the Holy Scriptures that is believed to be a teaching from King Solomon. And it's from the book of Ecclesiastes. And no, this isn't a sermon. But it says two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. For if either of them fails, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one that falls when there's not another to lift them up. Moreover, if two lie down together to keep each other warm, how can one person keep themselves warm? And if one can overpower him when he's alone, two can definitely resist him. And a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Now, to not get too deep, this is the strength that we talk about in numbers. And when we come, when we come to Election Day, that's what we need to do is focus on the strength in numbers. There's strength in unity. And the same way there's strength in unity, there's weakness or I'd say a, a trap in disunity. There's weakness or a trap in division. So am I saying that America's on its knees? Hell no, we're not. But our enemies would love that. So let me ask you, who else might like that? Who else promotes riots? Who else promotes crime? Killing history as something that's important to them. Who among us supports abortion on demand? Who among us wants to abolish ICE and defund local police departments? Who among us would be happier if the government controlled your health insurance? Which of our fellow Americans believes that America is such a bad place with such a bad history that America can never be great? Besides Andrew Cuomo, of course. You guessed it. It's the founders of the Confederacy, the founders of Jim Crow, the founders of the Japanese internment camps, the founders of welfare policies that have incentivized fatherless homes, the founders of the Affordable Care Act, the founders of the squad and instant insolvency legislation like the Green New Deal, the Democrats, the left, the Marxists. So pie in the sky, I mean, the Green New Deal, so pie in the sky that even Senator Ed Markey didn't vote for it when McConnell put him on the spot and he had to put a yes vote to it. He didn't do it. Matter of fact, none of the senators did. Not a single one. Now, it's these same founders, and I use that term loosely when I talk about the left-wingers. They have all of these bad policies that truly don't reflect the spirit or the best interest of America. It's like they want to destroy things that, that work like school choice. They want to hurt the poorest neighborhoods and some suburban ones. These destructors of countless small businesses since March of this year that have put millions of people out of work. Why is it that these destructors, these Democrats, why is it that they're the only ones that know how to organize? Why is it that only one side is marching in the streets? And I want to give a huge shout out to everybody that's organizing back to blue rallies. That stuff is awesome. I definitely support that. But what I want to know is why there isn't a single patriot right now, a single retired military vet, someone that has the time and is willing to go and hold up a sign outside of Nancy Pelosi's office or Nancy Pelosi's home, or for that matter, Adam Schiff's office or his home, saying that they're criminals, 
Where is the protest from our side, from the patriots? Why do so many Americans choose to do nothing? Why are so many of us afraid of this mob? Or is it something else that we're afraid of? Why is it that so many of us act as if they're the only ones that have a First Amendment right? Last week, while I was preparing for my radio show in New York City, I came across this old comic. And if you listen to my uh, podcast, This Is America, you've heard this story. I've shared it before. But it really made an impact on me. It was a comic from a newspaper from 1919. And it showed a staircase with the words written beneath each uh, riser on the staircase. And I, I shared it on Parlor. Big shout out to Dan Bongino for putting that together. I shared it on Twitter as well if you want to take a look at it. But the gist of this is that the overall message was that the Bolsheviks back in 1919 – They've been at this to try and destroy America for more than 100 years. And they're using the same things, strikes, walkouts, co-opting organized labor. It's the same play time and again, time and again. So if you have a chance, I hope you can check it out. Because these Marxists have been at this for a while, a really long while. If you get a chance to check it out on Facebook, I'm at Rich Valdez on Twitter and on Parler, and I want you to see that. And if I can retweet it during the break, I will, because it's so eye-opening. But we're going to get into a lot tonight. We're going to talk about Joe El Bobo Biden, Vice President Biden, who uh, renamed – somebody on Twitter gave me a great nickname for him, Joe El Baboso Biden, which in Spanish means uh, slobbery. <laughs> And I think it's very fitting. We're going to get into all of that and more. Your calls and more. Our phone number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Still ahead. I can't believe what Joe Biden said last night at the Democrat National Convention. So keep it locked right here. I'm Rich Valdez. In for the great one. in. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All 
All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Our phone number, one 381 3811 And I want you to check out Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. And I'm hoping that you guys, Levinites like me, don't miss an episode of Life, Liberty, and Levin. But if you do occasionally miss it, make sure you don't miss this one. Why? Because Mark is going to tackle mail-in voting with Hans von Spakovsky and hydroxychloroquine with Dr. Harvey Reich. So do not miss that. And I don't know if you knew, but Unfreedom of the Press is out in paperback. So go to Amazon right now and get that, Unfreedom of the Press in paperback. Now, a lot of people always ask me, they're like, you know, how is it that a a nice Puerto Rican boy from Brooklyn, New York, ends up being a conservative Republican? And that's a story I've shared a a lot. And throughout tonight, I'll share little bits and pieces of it because this isn't really about me. This is about you, the Levinites. It's about America. But I will say that, you know, as a kid that grew up in the 80s, watching my parents watch President Reagan on television when he would give his addresses and whatnot, they were always respectful. They were always respectful, and there was an honor that went with listening to a presidential address. At least that's what I saw my parents display. So I've always had that respect for, for our country, for patriotism. It's just how I was raised. It's how it was taught in school. When we got ready for assemblies, we had to wear red, white, and blue, and we sat there, and we pledged allegiance to the flag. And Our upbringing is what informed our patriotism. And President Reagan spoke about that so eloquently that I could never, ever recap it. So I want you to hear it from his farewell address, President Reagan, talking about informed patriotism. Check this out. This national feeling is good, but it won't count for much, and it won't last unless it's grounded in thoughtfulness and knowledge. And informed patriotism is what we want. And are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents in the long history of the world? Those of us who are over 35 or so years of age grew up in a different America. We were taught very directly what it means to be an American. And we absorbed almost in the air a love of country and an appreciation of its institutions. If you didn't get these things from your family, you got them from the neighborhood from the father down the street who fought in Korea, or the family who lost someone at Anzio. Or you could get a sense of patriotism from school. And if all else failed, you could get a sense of patriotism from the popular culture. The movies celebrated democratic values and implicitly reinforced the idea that America was special. TV was like that, too, through the mid-60s. But now we're about to enter the 90s, and some things have changed. Younger parents aren't sure that an unambivalent appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. And as for those who create the popular culture, well-grounded patriotism is no longer the style. Our spirit is back, but we haven't re-institutionalized it. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. And freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs production. So we've got to teach history based not on what's in fashion, but what's important. Why the pilgrims came here, who Jimmy Doolittle was, and what those 30 seconds over Tokyo meant. You know, four years ago, on the 40th anniversary of D-Day, I read a letter from a young woman writing to her late father, who had fought on Omaha Beach. Her name was Lisa Zanata Hen, and she said, we will always remember, we will never forget what the boys of Normandy did. 
Well, let's help her keep her word. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. I'm warning of an eradication of that, of the American memory that could result ultimately in an erosion of the American spirit. Let's start with some basics. More attention to American history and a greater emphasis on civic ritual. And let me offer lesson number one about America. All great change in America begins at the dinner table. So tonight in the kitchen, I hope the talking begins. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. Man, I love President Ronaldus Magnus. God bless him. I thank him for his patriotism and what he did for America. And everybody else, he talked about the people that served in Normandy. I mean, of course, God bless all of our troops. I have a brother that was a Marine, and you know what they say, once a Marine, always a Marine. And my hat goes off to everybody that's ever served, both in military uniform as well as the police. I've got brothers in that as well. But my point here is not really my point. I'm hijacking Reagan's point. Reagan's point here is that we have to be informed patriots, and we have to inform patriotism through the things that we do. He said the biggest conversation happens where? At the dinner table. So it comes as no surprise that dinner table conversation has disappeared over the last two decades. And I know this as a matter of fact because I raised two kids. I'm still doing it, and they're teenagers. But, I mean, those most formative years, that happens when they're little. And so many times because of activities, because of this and because of that – We were running around, and we didn't do dinnertime discussion. I made sure we had discussion even if I was getting them chicken nuggets through a drive-thru, and they were looking at the back of my head and listening to Mark Levin in the back of of my Ford Expedition. Free plug. That wasn't paid. So what I'm trying to say here is that patriotism has fallen by the wayside. It's under attack, and it's up to us to restore it. All too often, I hear... From so many people, what can I do? And when you give them an idea of what they can do, they come up with a laundry list of excuses why they, oh, well, I've got kids to feed. I've got this. I've got a job. I'm out here doing what I got to do, paying taxes. So that, listen, all of that stuff is great, but there's an old saying on the street talk is cheap. Bring it, don't sing it. You don't win by making excuses, you win by taking action, immediate action. When a bully gets up in your face, starts pushing you around, trying to take money out of your pocket, you don't sit there and go, well, listen, I work hard for my money. It's really no, it's not unfair. I can't sit here and get into a fight with you. I could lose my job. I could no, stop, man. Por favor. No, man. That's not how that works. You've got to step it up. You've got to do what has to be done. Because if you don't, they will know that the other side is prepared. The other side is willing to take this to the street. The other side comes out with bats, batons, umbrellas, and mace. We can't sit here and say, oh, I've got kids to feed, you see. Are you real? You're not going to be feeding them too much longer when Antifa's running the show. Do you want to see January 20th with a sea of Antifa masks? As Joe Biden gets sworn in for president? I hope not. That's definitely not what I want to see. We have to help everybody that we can to see the light. We have to help everybody that we can to get on their game. And to stop making up excuses of why they can't and to figure out why they can. And I'm not trying to indict anybody here. I'm really not. I'm just trying to offer a perspective. It's not easy to get into talk radio. It's not easy to get into a lot of things. And the only reason I was able to get here is because I took certain sacrifices. 
And I'm not making myself out to be a hero or a martyr, but I am asking you to consider taking a sacrifice to save America. Keep it locked right there. When we come back, more on Joe Biden, 877-381-3811. I'm Rich Valdez, in for the great one. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. This is Liberty's. 911 Hotline. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Our phone number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. And let's go to the phones real quick. I want to go to Rex in Santa Cruz, California. Rex, what's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? So am I on the air with... I'm you got it. America's you. listening. I am agreeing with you, man. You know, that was the most important thing growing up, listening to my father talk about, and, you know, um, patriotism, and I'm teaching that to my son. But, you know, I also grew up in a neighborhood where uh, a lot of uh, my brothers and sisters uh, didn't really have that, and they relied on coaches and, and your scout leaders and whatnot, you know. I forgot to mention that I'm African-American, but one of the things that I think that we should do for all my African-American brothers that listen to the great Mark Levin is that we all should take a course on the NRA and tra- train ourselves, you know, how to use a weapon. Mm-hmm. I believe that we all should uh, arm ourselves, and I believe that a lot of African-Americans need structure. I believe a lot of us should join the military, you know, learn from that because we come from a ruined democratic uh, policy of taking our fathers yeah, well, away. I agree with you 100%. I mean, we, if you speak, you have that right in the First Amendment. You have a Second Amendment right. You can use that one too. And that's the beauty of liberty. Let me ask you something, Rex. What did you think of uh, Joe El Baboso Biden last night in his uh, address accepting the Democratic nomination for president? Thing. Well, El Bovoso, I thought, meant stupid. And the <laughs> it's euphemistically you know, used that way for sure. Right. And the 
and if anything, you know, it, it's a sad thing that both the Democrats and the Republicans are taking this country down the wrong path. There's no more patriotism in either party. We need guys, great leaders. I, I, I feel like Ted Cruz should be running that Republican mm-hmm. party. Right now it's Trump's party, and I love Trump. Love them from the day he was on uh, reality TV. I love yeah. the art of the deal. Uh, he's a, an incredible man, but, uh, you know, he's the last patriot. He's probably the last great white hope that, you know, we have to save this republic against Joe and the Dems that are going to take us into a path. But I don't see Antifa taking over. Come on now. We got the military behind us. Antifa ain't doing nothing. Uh, I guess you haven't talked to our friends in Portland, but thank you, Rex. I appreciate it. I get calls from my buddies in Portland, and it's it's not always a positive message. But interestingly, the last time that I had the wonderful opportunity, I was honored to host the Mark Levin Show, I told you guys that we were appointing a special commission, uh, a task force, made up of Mr. Producer, myself, and Madame Call Screener, Jenny from the Block. And we were going to determine what it was that Biden knew and exactly when he forgot it. But today, we're going to talk a little bit more about Joe Biden's mental health because that matters too. And Biden and his cognitive ability were on display last night in a recorded acceptance speech at the Democratic National Convention. Now, you would have thought this was the Oscars. And the Oscar goes to, that's my drum roll, to Joe El Baboso Biden for his riveting performance. (laughs) Now, it was a tearjerker. His story of how he lost two loved ones is something that I can definitely relate to. Because why? Well, Not too long ago, at just 39 years old, I too had lost two loved ones, my mom and my dad. Biden's speech definitely tugged at the heartstrings, and it did make him, quote-unquote, relatable. And that was totally their angle. It has been for quite some time. It's definitely not his uh, prowess in policymaking. Now, Biden pivoted from his Oscar-winning performance, which was, in my opinion, very likely genuine, to discussing how he would solve the most pressing issue that we face in America today. Pipes that carry clean water. Listen to this. I've never forgotten those lessons. That's why my economic plan is all about jobs, dignity, respect, and community. Together we can and will rebuild our economy. And when we do, we'll not only build back, we'll build back better. With modern roads, bridges, highways, broadband, ports and airports as a new foundation for economic growth, with pipes that transport clean water to every community. Clean water pipes. Clean water Joe is what we're going to call them. Now, jobs, J-O-B-S, right? Jobs are so important to Biden. And we've known this for a long time because... He's a spelling bee champion. Check this out. To tackle the number one job facing the middle class. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. <laughs> Even the media laughs at him there, <laughs> which they should be doing now instead of saying things like, uh, I'm looking at an article here, the mainstream media breathlessly praises Joe Biden's ability to read. And we might get into that later. But Biden... By and large, he, he just throws things out there. Now, this is reminiscent to me of another uh, extremely popular Democrat socialist, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known as AOC, or this week, 
not all out crazy, but all out commie, because that's how she came out in that speech. She just came out of the gates waving around the Green New Deal. And that's exactly what Joe Biden did in his nomination acceptance speech. He comes out with the biggest issue being clean water pipes. And I, I just either I'm just I'm late to the game. Maybe I didn't know we had these water issues. And I know there's water issues. But w- with so many problems that America faces, so many challenges to overcome, Joe Biden picks a non-issue compared to the others as his staple to open up the convention. Now, Joe El Baboso Biden swiftly moves to other topics like the newly empowered unions for illegal aliens. Now, that's something that Cesar Chavez, a leftist Democrat and famous labor leader from Arizona, he fought his entire life to prevent, to protect labor unions. He did this so that illegal aliens would not undercut the farm workers that were part of the union. How, how the Democrat Party has changed is incredible. But now we know Joe has always been focused on those jobs because that's a three-letter word, J-O-B-S. Now, Vice President Baboso, he, he thinks that this is the way to go, but it isn't the way to go. I mean, I think he missed the mark here coming out this way. He, he literally... He just he blew it, in my opinion. While he didn't have uh, a bunch of stumbles and a bunch of gaffes, he really missed the mark. And going from these policies, he jumps right into this attack on the president. He lays into the president, or as I like to call him, El Trompito, Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of the United States. And the criticism was that Trump is divisive. And I'm thinking to myself, divisive? Coming from the guy that literally launched his campaign with an ad focused on the lies that the left in the media spread about Charlottesville. This is what Biden wants to lead with. Now, we're going to get into the Charlottesville thing, but I don't think we have enough time in this segment to do it, so we'll do it on the other side. But I want you to hear from Biden and his uh, criticism of President Trump. Check this out. Ella Baker, a giant of the civil rights movement left us with this wisdom. Give people light, and they will find the way. Give people light. Those are words for our time. The current president has cloaked American darkness for much too long. Too much anger, too much fear, too much division. Here and now, I give you my word. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. It's time for us, for we the people, to come together. Okay, so Beijing Biden wants us to come together, just like he had Hunter come together, with uh, $1.5 billion that came right out of China. That's Beijing Biden. I just want to say, that chief called from China, nah, bruh, he said this ain't it. Biden is so off the mark here. But you know what? Donaldus Magnus El Trompito, he set him straight today at a, uh, I guess it was a speech he was giving in Arlington. Listen to this. Over the last week, the Democrats held the darkest and angriest and gloomiest convention in American history. They spent four straight days attacking America as racist and a horrible country that must be redeemed. Joe Biden grimly declared a season of American darkness. 
And yet, look at what we've accomplished until the plague came in. Look at what we've accomplished. And now we're doing it again. It's the most successful period of time in the history of our country from every standard. Look what we've accomplished. And now this plague comes in and look at the way they talk. But look at what's happening and look at how we're shooting up. We call it a super V. It's no longer a V. It's a super V. And they didn't think that could happen, and they're probably not happy about it. They want to punish America and its citizens instead of holding them high. Where Joe Biden sees American darkness, I see American greatness. We've seen heroic doctors and nurses racing into action to save lives. Patriotism's under attack, but thank God we have Donaldus Magnus El Trompito on the job to bring it back. Because honestly, I haven't heard the president of the United States speak like that in a really long time. And I don't mean Trump. Trump always keeps a gangster when it comes to patriotism. I'm talking about Barack Obama. When did Barack Obama ever go off the rails talking about how much he loved America? He didn't. And this has been the mantra that has systemically, quote unquote, broken down the fiber of patriotism that held us together in this country. It's eating at civility. It's eating at our discourse. It's eating at our ability to have even intellectual inquiry because people are so tied to idealism that they're creating their own truth. And you can't debate somebody when they don't know what truth is. If you can't agree on what's true, what can you agree on? Our phone number is 877-381-3811. I'm at Rich Valdez on Twitter. In for the great one. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading Imprimus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, welcome back, America. Liberty is making a comeback. Our phone number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811 if you're a lib. And I want to get to a couple of calls before we uh, break for the hour, and I just want to set up what we're going to do in the next hour. We're going to continue the Biden conversation because they did some things that I think are the symptoms of the illness that we talked of before, right? We talked about being unpatriotic. And now we're going to see what some of those uh, symptoms look like manifested at the DNC. But let's hit the phones. I want to go to um, 
BJ in Queens. BJ, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, that's going on. Uh, How are things in New York uh, City? I mean, I'm in New York City, but America's listening, so keep it clean. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> what uh, Ronald Reagan said uh, back then, uh, that was the last speech I believe he gave, mm-hmm. uh, is more truer now than it ever was. And, uh, you know, God bless you for carrying the banner for Denali today. Thank you. Uh, and, and bringing that up. Uh, the, the young people need to know, I grew up in that world. That touches me because my father was a Korean War vet, and uh, he suffered. And, and uh, it hurts me when people take a knee and disrespect our flag or our law enforcement. The Democrats are very cynical people, and they think you are stupid. They're running a man who is uh, in early-stage dementia because they know uh, he could be the titular figurehead, the Trojan horse, for the radical new Democrat party that's trying to emerge, that is a Green Deal party, that is a a tax-and-spend party. And, um, you know, they they tell you this because they didn't mention China once. They didn't mention... Why would they, right? Why would they let the cat out of the bag? I mean, and this is the point I was making before, is that Joe Biden comes out, just like AOC, they come out with these non-issue issues that they know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. We should have windmill energy. We should have green this and green that. And Joe Biden wants to talk about, we need pipes that will carry clean water. Pipes. I'm I'm working on my Biden. You kind of have to get a little guttural with like a little bit of a... Uh, Biden, uh, I don't know. That's my Sanders. But anyway, BJ, what I'm talking about here is this attack on patriotism, to me, is the root. Once they can destroy patriotism, once they can eliminate uh, your faith in something bigger than yourself, whatever God you pray to, once they can eliminate the things that make up the American spirit for so many people, they can run amok. Yes, they can, and they will. They don't respect our law enforcement. They don't respect the people that lay their lives down and gladly exchange their lives to protect ourselves, our property, and our freedom. And they just want you in a mask. They want you to mail in the vote. They don't want to hear from you. They'll come back in four years to pick up their vote again. You're right. That's what, it's always out. the same thing. They, they just come knocking again. El voto, por favor. Uh, BJ, I thank you as always. Always very astute commentary from you. And I want to go to Paul in Sheridan, Montana, before we break. Paul, what's up, man? You're on with Rich Valdez. Yes, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. See, this is, I'm mm-hmm. glad you're on today, Rich. I, uh, um, Me too. Just to let you know, my, I, I've married my, my wife is from Colombia. Colombia. And, and uh, we have the... Um, some of the best married. coffee ever is what you got. Right? Yeah. Colombia has some of the best coffee ever. <laughs> well, anyway, we got married 16 years ago in Colombia. Well, congratulations. And, and, I, and uh, the immigration process is, was excellent. And in fact, the embassy in Bogota, they required her to verify that she was not involved in any legal problems or that she was running away from any debt. Good. And I'm thinking, I mean, that's just the way, that's the way it should be. And my wife is crazy when she sees the things, the, 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 the open border situation. Sure. Yeah, well, immigration is important. I mean, we have, to, we have to be able to protect our country. We have to be able to protect our borders because if not, we've, we've lost it. And quite frankly, we have to be able to protect ourselves. So let's keep it moving to Rockville, Maryland. Let's go to Johnny in Rockville, Maryland. You're on with Rich Valdez on The Mark Levin Show. Hey, uh, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to say something about uh, this uh, this uh, loony Biden man. It's unbelievable. The guy's senile. He don't. He, he might as well be like a blow up doll talking to you because 
you know, uh, I mean, he talked about these fully automatic, the, uh, full automatic rifle, uh, rifles. You're going to take them, ban them. He's talking about the AR-15. Johnny, you know what's funny? I, I, I'm watching this. Uh, um, Fox News the other day, and my brother comes over to me, and he's watching YouTube, and he says, bro, you got to check this out. And it's a YouTube video of a speech that Biden gave, but they cut up the pieces of audio where he's talking about his shotgun. And he says, I, I got five shotguns. I got five. You got one from this one, one from my son. And, one. and they made a song out of it, and he sings a song with like a banjo in the background about having five shotguns and how he doesn't need an automatic weapon. Oh, man. And also he said he's going to take care of all the uh – Master weapons of mass destruction. What is he talking about? I don't understand. Where's this guy coming from? Well, you know what, Johnny? I think right now, and I say this uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but somewhat seriously, Joe Biden is the weapon of mass destruction on our patriotism. Joe Biden is a weapon of mass destruction on our republic. And this is something that we have to band together as Americans to stop. Johnny, I thank you for your call. Again, our phone number, 877-381-3811. On the other side of this break, stick with me because we're going to get into Biden and everything that we talked about, uh, he talked about last night. Rich Valdez, in for the great one. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S, our telephone number. 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I was just checking out my parlor account, and I see uh, the Democrats are still up to what they like to be up to, which is hurting America. The Democrats are trying to stifle the spirit of America. This is not good. Not good at all. We have to stand together as patriots to do what's right. And if you can hear me right now, I'm doing what I do to help America. So my question is always going to be, look in the mirror. What are you doing? Because this is up to us. Totally up to us. And this is not just about the Sturgis rally. This is about every day. Every day, day in, day out, putting ourselves on the line in different ways. And I just want to encourage you to do it. If you're doing it, great. If you're not doing it, you need to start doing it and bring 10 people with you. Now, we um, talked a lot about Trump and how he's standing in the gap for America. And I couldn't agree with most of his comments here any more than I do because he's spot on. I want you to take a listen to this. This is the president in Arlington, Virginia today letting the American people know What's at stake? And honestly, it's between the American dream and total anarchy. Listen to this. Now Americans must rally to turn back the radical left socialists and Marxists right here at home. And you see that when you see these people rioting in Portland, where you see the anger, the craziness. These people are crazy. They're crazy. And... uh, We won't let it go on much longer, by the way, because, you know, they're supposed to police their own town, but we're not going to let it go on much longer. 
because at some point we have to say, okay, you've had enough time to police your town. And by the way, they have good police. They have good Portland has good police, but they're not, again, they're not allowed to do their job. If our opponents prevail, no one will be safe in our country and no one will be spared. No one will be spared, including the people that help fund. They think they're going to be best pals. They're not going to be best pals. They'll be terminated just like many others. I'm the only thing standing between the American dream and total anarchy, madness, and chaos. And that's what it is. I'm representing you. I'm just here. He hit the nail on the head. He's representing us. And that's what we do in a representative republic. That's what we do. We elect leaders like him. But what I'm getting at is what Reagan said in the beginning, that we have to take this upon ourselves. And that's what Donald Trump did. I'm a New Yorker. I live in Jersey now, but I was born in Brooklyn. I've seen the Trump name on small buildings before he had skyscrapers and casinos. There was Trump Village. I've seen his come up from a millionaire to a billionaire. And Trump made it big. He redesigned the New York skyline. He owns the Chrysler building. Trump did not have to get into politics in his 70s. Why did he? That's the question. Why did he? I'll tell you why. It's simple. Because he loves America. And he was willing to lose millions of dollars in the process. It's funny how when Trump saw the prospect of America falling by the wayside, he didn't say, well, you know, if I say something, they might, you know, they might try to cancel me. If I if I speak up about this, that, you know, they might they might stop coming to my hotels. They might uh, say bad things about me on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Trump didn't say any of those things. It amazes me that these things come out of the mouths of so many people in this country. It really does. It amazes me. If Donald Trump can take his supermodel wife and leave his penthouse at Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue here in New York City, pack it up, lose tons of money, have Don Jr. grilled for 30 hours by the Mueller goons. They tried to lock him up. Just imagine your children being sweat in a box, like the cops say. They put them in the box and they were sweating them. The son of a billionaire. He also doesn't have to do this, right? He doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Neither of them did, but they did because they love America. They're willing to put it on the line. So I'm not saying that we're not putting it on the line. I'm saying that some of us may not realize that we're not doing as much as we can. That's all I'm saying because I'm catching a little heat on parlor, a little heat on Twitter saying that uh, it's up to American patriots. You're damn right it's up to American patriots. If we don't take back our country, who will? Now, yes, we elected Donaldus Magnus El Trompito, the 45th president of the United States, and he just said it. We're not going to let it go on much longer. And good for him. God bless him. But when all hell breaks loose, when the fist comes across your face or a bullet flies right to the side of your ear, what are you going to do? When it hits the fan, you've got to be ready. And that's not the time to decide, oh, I'm going to start reacting now. When we're in the thick of it. No, you do it now. When the morons are out there with their signs, closing down streets, shouting, say his name, doing all this stupidity. You don't back down. You don't cow to the bully. That's all I'm saying for anybody that had an issue with what I said. Now, moving along, we talked about AOC. Now, AOC 
She did a lot of talking the other night. And something that I mentioned on the podcast, and quick plug for the podcast, for The Great One, by the way. The Great One has an amazing podcast. It's this show, but they package it up real nice and tight. And a lot of our listeners, I know, because I speak with you guys every day, you guys like this program. And you like to hear it whenever you want and share it with others. So you can always get this program at MarkLevinShow.com, MarkLevinShow.com, or any podcast app. Just put in Mark Levin Show and you'll find it. You can do the same for my show, This Is America, with Rich Valdez, and that's Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on Parler and all of the social media apps. And I hope that you can uh, chime in because I like the dialogue. I really do. But AOC mentions in her minute and 30-second speech that this is up to Americans that are in the United States. So I'm going to play it again. The, The Great One broke this down last night. And he did an excellent job. I'm not trying to do what he did. I'm trying to zone in on one specific part of what she said. Thank you to everyone here today endeavoring towards a better, more just future for our country and our world. In fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights, including guaranteed health care, higher education, living wages, and labor rights for all people in the United States. Right there. That's it. All people in the United States. The alarm should be going off. The sirens should be blaring right now. What does that mean, all people in the United States? When we know that we had, at least, I don't know, five years ago, we had a problem with 12 million illegal aliens in this country. I think that's still the same number that we float around 12 million. Five years later, it's still 12 million. Obviously, we have people that are on vacation. Obviously, we have people that are here to work that come from other countries. And because they have a more robust education system than we have in the United States, we have to import talent like doctors in many cases, uh, sometimes nurses, definitely engineers, definitely software engineers. So when we have all of these people that are hanging out in the United States on a visa, on a visit, Whatever their case may be, they're not citizens of the United States. And I had this conversation with one of the callers yesterday. When we vote, we exercise a right as citizens. And I'm not really trying to um, get esoteric here. This is pretty practical. If you're not a citizen, if you have a green card and you're in America, you don't vote. You don't have a right to vote unless you're a citizen. I know this is very fundamental stuff, but I think it kind of gets past us. Because when she says that and the media doesn't challenge her, when no one in the media says, when you say people in the United States, why don't you say Americans? There's a reason she doesn't say Americans. A, it's because I truly believe she doesn't like America. But B, is because she really means what she said. She means people in the United States. And that is a problem. A huge problem. I don't know. Let me know if you agree or disagree. 877-381-3811. Let's listen to the rest. Recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia. And to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past. A movement that realizes. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, It really, it's like a lot of bomb throwing. She just, she just throws so much. Uh, 
it's like she opens Das Capital by Mar- uh, by Karl Marx, and she says, oh, let me highlight this. Yeah, boom, let me throw that in there. It's amazing that she doesn't get tested uh, by anybody in the media. I mean, where where are the conservative journalists that are trying to? And I'm pretty sure she's dodging them, too. I know she knows a thing or two about dodging. I tried to ask her a question once in the Puerto Rican parade right here in New York City. Man, I saw the back of that girl's head. She flew. What are you going to do? Anyway, I want to get to the next cut that she's in because this one I think is pretty interesting. AOC cut nine. Check this out. We need to win in November. November is about, in my opinion, stopping fascism in the United States. Um, and that that is what Donald Trump represents. And in order Hold on, to I'm, do I'm, that- I'm vomiting right now. So the November election is about stopping fascism in the United States. Because that's what Donald Trump represents. Yeah, I, I repeat that because I, it's incredulity right now. I don't get it. I don't understand how a president that is literally sitting on his hands, not using the Insurrection Act because he believes in federalism, because he's allowing people, in this case governors, mayors, to do what they're supposed to do, like he just said when we opened up the hour. And she calls that fascism. Yet her envirofascism, her ecofascism, she's more than happy to throw the Green New Deal down everybody's throat. But let's continue. We're going to have to build a mass movement um, of everyday people. And we're going to have to stitch together women, uh, gender expanding people, immigrants, Black folks, indigenous folks, Latinos, people of color of all stripes, Asian Americans, younger people, older people, um, etc. Etc. Yeah. You know, (laughs) what's interesting, I mean, she literally just mentioned like everything. (laughs) Asian, black, Latino, mixed Asian, black, Latino, Hawaiian, Pacific Islander. She goes through so many things. Why? Years ago, I read a book by the great Thomas Sowell, and he explains how if you segment society so much that you get down to Rich Samantha, right, Mr. Producer, I'm looking, white Irish Catholic, half Italian, half Irish. If we keep breaking it down, white Irish Catholic, half Italian, gray hair, gray hair with a beard, short gray hair with a beard. Those under six feet or those just about six feet. And we continue to compartmentalize people to a point where there's nothing left. He will be unique and singular, therefore making the case for individualism, not collectivism. They literally talk themselves into a corner with their own arguments. But I digress. That is what the left does. That's how they roll. 877-381-3811. I'm Rich Valdez filling in for the great one. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S, and our phone number, 877-381-3811. And I want to go to the phones because I see a couple of really good calls regarding what we were talking about. Let's go to Emma in Eugene, Oregon. Emma, welcome to the program. Hey, Rich, thanks for having me. You bet. So what's on your mind? Well, I had a friend message me on Facebook saying, hey, the Mark Levin Show is wanting... Uh, brave citizen journalist to go into Portland to show what's going on. What? And so uh, I tried calling a couple of days ago, and it was a little too late. What are you seeing on the ground, Emma? Oh, gosh. Well, um, lots of violence. Lots. They are full-on communists. And when you and say they, they, who are you talking about? Antifa, BLM, they're all, they're pretty much one and the same. What are they doing uh, and where? Well, right now, it sounds like they're kind of infiltrating neighborhoods and uh, streets, just marching through uh, near parks. Now, are you getting some of this video? Yes, I've got footage. I've got undercover audio. What's some of the stuff that you're observing? Because America's listening. Well, um, so a couple weeks ago, before it got dark, uh, there was like 250 Antifa BLM people gathered in the park, and I was completely undercover, dressed like them. And I walk up, and they have a table with all their commie propaganda. And they have a bunch of pamphlets. Are you a Marxist? Are you an anarchist? The answer may surprise you. All these crazy pamphlets and brochures. So, like, almost like religious tracts. Pretty much. So I uh, grabbed a whole bunch of that propaganda. And uh, What would and you then, say is the craziest thing you've seen? Because we're hearing a lot of crazy stories, and so far you're making it sound like a walk in the park. Uh, well, uh, not All right, Emma, so. thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Let's go to Cindy in Mountain View, California. Cindy, you're on with Rich Valdez. Welcome. Hi. Um, is this Rich? This is. Um, hi. Thank you very much for bringing up the patriotism angle. Um, I am very patriotic, and I want to be patriotic, but somehow it's dangerous to do that right now. If I say anything about America being good, I'm racist, I hate people, I want them to die. And my dad was a World War II veteran. He flew bombers over Germany. That is really horror, what those people went through. But now you have the NFL players, the basketball people who lead the most pampered, privileged lives. They have everything done for them. And somehow they're viewed as brave and heroic because they, they might play a game and they might get mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, and this is part of the issue, I think, that has everything turned backward, and it's why I get so uh, ticked off with this whole thing. I've taught my kids, listen, if somebody comes to try and steal your lunch money and you let them get away with it, they're going to do it again and again and again. So the precedent that I've tried to set with my children is when the bully comes, you got to address it head on the very first time. Because the very first time that they win and I'm silenced and I'm afraid to wear my shirt, my hat, my this or my that, they've won. And they may have won forever. Because once they own our heart, we'll live in fear forever. And that can't happen. 
I'm Rich Valdez sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. A champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. Our phone number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now, I want to talk about what we talked about earlier, or put a pin in it, which was The way that Biden launched his campaign comes out on the scene saying that Trump is a racist, he's a bigot, he's a homophobe, well, not homophobe, xenophobe, really going on to this racial divisiveness, divisiveness, however you like it, I'm from Brooklyn, and really hammering this stuff. And I think to myself, you know, being a brown guy, right, by the left standards, I'm a brown guy, uh, Latino, Hispanic, and I, I don't perceive the president to be racist in any way. As a matter of fact, people challenge me all the time. You know, how could you how could you support a guy like him? And I think to myself, what is a guy like him? An entrepreneur, a guy who's successful. He's never shown me that he's a racist. And I pay attention to the news. I, I watch the media. So I guess because I know what Trump really said, I've never really had these issues. But other people think that he said all these evil things. And Biden harps on that and takes advantage of people who aren't paying attention. But I thought it was important for us to hear the president in his own words talk about what he said with respect to Charlottesville. Check this out. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You You had a lot of bad, you had a lot of bad people in the other group too. Yeah, there's bad people all over. I mean, we just talked about them. They're all over Portland right now. There's so many of them on the streets of New York City. Now, I'm a big proponent of civility. I really do believe that these people are my adversary. They're not my enemy. They're not domestic terrorists of the state. Now, if you're burning things down and burning down court buildings, yes, you are a domestic terrorist. But, I mean, just somebody who simply disagrees with me, I say Trump, they say Biden, that person is not trying to destroy America despite Biden's policies leading to that. I don't see that person as my adversary. I see them as somebody who just doesn't agree with me. And I'll do my best to have a conversation with them. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. But I'm not going to sit here and, and, and try to destroy people the way the left tries to destroy people. And this is what they've tried to do to the president over and over and over again. And it's wrong. But this is what they believe. And they harness every ill feeling, every piece of ill will that they can muster up within themselves. They conjure that up. In the name of racism, in the name of inequality or any type of inequity. So while we were preparing for the show, I was in the newsroom here in the old WABC studios, which are 17 floors above Madison Square Garden. And you get a real bird's eye view of what's going on in the city. And Mr. Producer walked over to me and he said, oh, did you see that uh, that piece on uh, Nina Turner? And I thought to myself, I don't even know who Nina Turner is. (laughs) 
Am I allowed to say that on radio? <laughs> I had no idea who this woman was. I looked her up. I saw she was a local politician. And she had some choice words to say. And I, I said, you know what? We definitely want to play this cut because th- she and what she's uh, espousing and what she's uh, expressing right here is literally the symptom rearing its ugly head. Not her ugly head. The symptom of her anti-American hatred. Listen to this. But over the last week, the Democrats held the darkest and angriest and gloomiest convention in American history. They spent four straight days attacking America as racist and a horrible country that must be redeemed. Uh, I mean, I, I guess what, what else would he say? But oh, I'm wondering what you make of it. Are you read my mind, Henderson? I mean, the country does need to be redeemed. I don't know which convention he was looking at, though. But this country definitely needs to be redeemed. This country is racist. It's rooted in racism. And we talk about the story of immigration. It's not some pretty picture. It is a country that was founded on the backs and the blood and the sweat and the tears of enslaved Africans and then the first generation born on this soil of African Americans for generations. It is a nation that stole the land from indigenous people. I mean, come on, we're trying to get there to those high ideas, but we're not quite there yet. So I'm not surprised that President Trump would paint the Democratic Convention in that way. That is what he does. He is delusional if, if, if he thinks that it is okay to write revisionist histories. Miss Turner clearly missed the Industrial Revolution. She missed the fact that we just celebrated a hundred years of women voting. She's missed the fact that America's made so many milestones, being, and I'm going to use the dreaded evil D word, one of the youngest democracies in the world, or one of the youngest countries in the world, despite being one of the oldest democracies in, of our system, a constitutional republic. And what I find fascinating here is that, A, she's being a demagogue and she knows that what she's talking about is bogus or, B, scarier. She really believes this stuff. If she truly believes this stuff, which I think a lot of people do, because why? Just like the Bolsheviks did in Russia and in, in the Soviet Union, people have been feeding us this hot steamy pile of crap for generations. I mean, if you look at that, that uh, parlor post or that Twitter post that I mentioned before about the staircase uh, with the different steps that the Bolsheviks used to take over, this stuff, they were talking about this in 1919. So it makes no, uh, no surprise to me, it comes as no surprise to me, when I sit here and I hear this, I think, man, now, I want to think that Ms. Turner going ballistic and saying that we need to be redeemed. I'm not going to make the argument saying America is a utopia, that America is heaven on earth. But I will make the case that this is the best country on the planet, especially from those that I visited. And this, this is the problem, right? Herein lies the problem. If you can get people to hate their own country, they'll do anything to destroy it. And it's like Lincoln said. No foreign enemy is going to come and take down America. If we fall, it's going to be from within. And this is the problem. They want us to hate America. They want to eliminate God. Now, I, I know this is a very big statement that I'm making. Some people hear that and they go, oh, there he goes with that radical stuff, eliminating God. Listen, nobody, you can't cover the sun with your thumb. At least that's how we say it in Spanish. <laughs> you... you you can't just eliminate God, but you can work damn hard to ensure 
that God goes away, that God is out of the picture. Am I right or am I wrong? I don't know. I want to go to Lori in Kalamazoo, Michigan, because from what I see on the screen, she's got someone in her life that's suffering, just like Senator Turner is, from Trump derangement syndrome. (laughs) Go ahead, Lori. Hello. (laughs) How are you? You're on the air with America. Uh, Yes. uh, I have a boyfriend. He has a severe case of Trump derangement syndrome. How are you treating him? You can't even talk about uh, Trump or the good things he's done for America um, uh, because uh, he he goes off uh, real bad and throws a big fit, you know, because he thinks he's ruining America and and killing democracy. And I tell him, no, the Democrats are killing democracy because they're... Well, let me ask you, because this is what I'm talking about, and I believe that to be true. I think that there were once good, honest Democrats, but right now they're cowing in fear to leftist radicals. So why do you say that the Democrats are killing uh, our republic? Because they're bringing in socialism. Most of them seem to be uh, wanting to bring in nothing but social activities. Yeah. I, I agree. And I appreciate your call. Thank you so much, Lori. This is what I'm talking about. People from every walk of life and every age group, they see what's going on. They see that the Democrats are systemically destroying the fabric of America, the spirit of America. And when we come back, I want to talk about how they're attacking God. Because that's a big one. But before we go, I think there's, it's like a pressure cooker. People are getting tired. I know I'm getting tired. Tired of being on the losing end of this, hearing that America stinks and America's this and America's that. And I think James from Louisiana has a similar thought. So James, what's on your mind? Welcome to the program. Go ahead, James. You're on the air. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. You're welcome. I, I like Mark Levin show, and I appreciate you taking. Uh, uh, I love the Mark Levin show, and yes, I'm happy to speak with you. What's on your mind? Uh, so, look, with this whole Antifa thing, you know what? A lot of people fail to realize is I call it the silent majority. Hmm. Okay, and there's a bunch of really, I would say, extreme conservatives, or even not, but like military personnel. They're sitting back watching things happen in Portland happening in Chicago, happening in Minneapolis, and they're like, hey, well, yeah, there's some wrong things that happen, but, like, you guys are getting really close to the edge where the silent majority is going to be like, we've had enough. And when they have enough, I would have to think it's like a a bad hurricane that's coming through that's going to just destroy everything, you know, and try and get back towards those uh, liberty principles like you're talking about. You, you know, everybody has a constitutional right to freedom, uh, assemble peacefully, freedom of speech, freedom to carry, you know, uh, freedom to bear arms. There's, there's several more. But when you start beating people and taking their things and burning their businesses... Yeah, and your recommendation is we sit back and watch that, and at some magical point, something happens. No, I don't think so. I mean, honestly, everybody's waiting for a voice to follow. I mean, mm. you know, so the burning isn't enough. Somebody comes and burns down your business. That's not enough. If it was me and I was there, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm being facetious that. for for a point because I feel like just we have become accustomed to being on the short end of the stick. 
to getting the losing straw in the deal. And that's just not acceptable. This is America. We are Americans. And we have to stand up for what is right. That's how the founders designed it. I thank you so much for your thoughts, James. And our phone number, 877-381-3811. I want to get to more of your calls. I see a lot of them piling up, and I want to try to get to you as much as I can. But we have a few more things that we're going to talk about on the way back. I'm Rich Valdez, sitting in for the great one. Mark Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday on Fox News, 8 o'clock Eastern, like it always is, is going to be a really important episode that you really shouldn't miss. Mark is going to tackle mail-in voting, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well in the 8 o'clock hour. His guests, Hans Van Spakovsky and Dr. Harvey Reich discussing hydroxychloroquine. So don't miss that. And of course, if you haven't gotten Unfreedom of the Press in paperback, go to Amazon and get it right now. What are you waiting for? Now, speaking of the great one, Mark Levin was on Hannity last night giving his thoughts, which he does so well, on a bunch of issues. And it was, it was funny because we always look forward to the great one's, uh, you know, five, ten minute deal with Hannity weekly. And in this one, he kind of finishes and does his mic drop. And Hannity says, but, but I still had time for you. So he goes in and he gives them some more. But I want you to listen to Mark Levin on Hannity last night. Check this out. Here's the bottom line. Any one of these proposals by this crazy left-wing party, that's what it is now. It's been taken over by the hardcore Marxist left. Any one of these proposals will adversely harm the workers in this country, the families in this country, and the communities in this country. It's 110 pages long. For all the talk that they do covering the Democrat convention, for all the yammering about who gave a good speech or that was really great, notice how our newsrooms don't discuss the substance of what the Democratic Party is running on. If they win on November 3rd, everything about your country is going to change for the worse. America will not look like America again. We've tried these failed experiments throughout Europe. We've tried them throughout the third world. You get poverty. You get dislocation. You get massive inequality. You get a police state. That's what they stand for. Who could say that better than Mark Levin? That is exactly what they stand for. Now, I just want to double check with Mr. Producer. Was there another clip that we were going to play? Here's the rest of it. Check this out. There's 320 million Americans. About 18 million Americans are watching this. So the vast majority of us are, honestly, Sean, I'm watching clips. Who the hell can sit there after dinner and watch this and keep their food in their stomach, perfectly honest? And look at the analysis. You know, that Obama, that, that speech. Oh, Michelle's speech was great. This is the nature of the media today. Lack substance. This 110-page document has been sitting out there. We get superficial reviews of it. People need to understand. They are going to destroy blue-collar jobs. They are going to destroy the assembly lines in this country. They're going to look at California, brownouts and blackouts. That's exactly what's going to happen in this country. Why would you take the greatest country on the earth, the freest country on the earth, the most beneficent country on the face of the earth, despite all these lies about systemic racism, and destroy it? Why would you agree to do that? We've had men and women throughout our history, millions of them, have given their lives to give us what we have today. 
So I'm calling on all patriotic Americans of all races, all genitalia, all colors. Stand up for your country because they're trying to take it from you. They're trying to take America from us. They're trying to destroy our history. So I'm glad Mark stepped it up and he said everybody needs to step their game up. And he put out that clarion call like he always does because they're ripping down statues. They're literally trying to destroy the country both mentally and physically. And we can't put up with that. We can't. Let's take it to Orange County, New York, Spiridon. What's going on, Spiridon? You're on with Rich Valdez on the Mark Levin Show. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I, I was I was uh, living in the city recently, too. You know, when the coronavirus hit, when the crime started spiking, I, I went, you know, upstate. But uh, I, went da- I went back down to the city to see some of the monuments before yeah. they're, torn, they're torn down with some of my younger relatives. You know, the um, Gracie Mansion... Uh, I don't, did you see it when it was all tagged up? Oh, yeah. It was terrible up. what they did to Gracie Mansion. I mean, they literally uh, they set up a, a whole tent park city right outside of it and spray-painted all derogatory comments about the police and whatnot. Well, they literally said they were talking about killing the police. They were talking about that. They had these, uh, this guy, France Fanon, they had all these quotes from him about about how the third, about how the third world has to kill the, the, the oppressors. Which I don't know how that yeah. applies to us in the middle of New York City, but hey. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you for your call, Spirit On. That music means that it's time for us to boogie to get ready for the next hour. 877-381-3811. I am Rich Valdez with an S at all social media. Check us out there and keep it locked right here because when we come back, we're going to talk about the removal of God from America. Rich Valdez in for the great one. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, America, I am not your leader, Mark Levin. If you're just joining the broadcast, I am Rich Valdez. You guys know me as Mr. Call Screener from the Mark Levin Show. And it's my pleasure to be with you guys here tonight, 877-381-3811. On my radio show, I host a show on WABC Radio in New York City, and I refer to myself as the liberty-loving Latino amigo that's 17 floors above Madison Square Garden. But one of my colleagues in the radio biz here in New York City, Curtis Lewa, after I um, did a talk with Deputy Secretary Cuccinelli at CPAC earlier this year, Curtis decided to say that I was the voice of Hispanic conservatives. Now, while I was, like, honored and so thankful, I thought to myself, man, big title, big shoes. (laughs) So I don't know if that I am truly the voice of Hispanic conservatives, but I am the voice of this Hispanic conservative right now. And something that I looked at in BuzzFeed not too long ago was an article about Latino voters, young Latino voters – 
saying that they're afraid to vote because they think Trump is going to cheat. And it's from a couple of weeks ago. You can find it. I'll give you the headline in a second. But I want to read you this one paragraph because I thought it was interesting. It said, while young Latino voters said that they were more likely to vote for Biden in the upcoming election, they're still unsure about what the result is going to be. Biden and Trump are separated by just 1% when the voters were asked who is likely to win the presidential election. 53% of them said they believe Biden will win, and 52% of them said that Trump will be reelected. Now, that is interesting. This is BuzzFeed. This is the left wing. They're putting out this story just a couple of weeks ago. So it tells me that I'm not the only Latino that thinks Trump is going to win. And for those of you that, that listen to, to the podcast and the show, This is America with Rich Valdez, you guys have heard me share some stories about meeting people. I mean, just the other day I had a cable guy at my house, a black guy with dreads, and he tells me, listen, I'm no fan of Trump, but I'm voting for him in November because he's the only one that's standing up for my right to the Second Amendment. I bumped into an old buddy of mine that the last time I saw him was involved in gang life with the Latin Kings. And he tells me, nah, I started an electrical company. Now that Trump is in office, I, uh, I've had the best last couple of years I've ever had with my business. And I was like, how's the coronavirus treating you? And he said, bro, I got to tell you, it's, it's been great. I've been busier than usual because, you know, people are still building. Some things were paused for a while, but people still need electricians. And he was just killing the game, his own company. Uh, and he was showing me his house that he bought, and he had a beautiful American flag waving right in front of it. Puerto Rican guy. Then my, my, another buddy of mine, Peruvian, just tells me he's got a new job as a department director. He's buying a half-million-dollar home in Bergen County, New Jersey. Good for him. Then another buddy of mine. He's from Chile, Chileno. This guy works in uh, sprinkler systems, fire protection. He tells me he's got so much work that he's got to work on weekends to, to fit in all the clients that are, you know, doing what they have to do with expansion. So I say to myself, hmm, are Americans, and in this sphere that I'm talking about of Latinos, Hispanic voters, are they going to turn a blind eye to three and a half years of explosive growth and just look at the last five months? Of course they're not. You know why? Because people that I know have bought homes. They're living in the tangible net benefit of a solid economy. And that's what Trump brought to the table, a solid economy. You see, Latinos, we are a lot of things. We're very entrepreneurial. I mean, if you've ever been to any of the islands in the Caribbean, like Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, I was in the Dominican Republic one time and driving down one of those windy roads. It was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And as I was driving, I saw a guy and a lady, two different shops. They're literally just carts where they they shake the tree, the coconut falls out, or they climb the tree, and they cut it down with a machete, and they cut it up, they put it on ice, and they serve you a coconut with a straw in it on ice. I mean, it's the most delicious thing ever. It's very entrepreneurial. It's a part of life for so many people that come from a Hispanic background. So myself, as an American of Puerto Rican heritage, I have to think to myself, I can't be alone. Surely I'm not the only Puerto Ricano out here that says, hey, I'm a conservative because we believe in God. We believe in family. We believe in hard work. We believe in business. I mean, the whole idea of a bodeguero, a bodega owner, a shop owner, is somebody being entrepreneurial, saying, I don't want the government to support me. I want to make my own, do my own thing. And to me, those are very intrinsic values. 
I might be wrong. I don't know. But what I do know is that God and faith and a commitment to family are central to so many Hispanic Latino families. And God is under attack. In looking at Joe Biden's speech last night, the valediction, the, the ending, the closing, it was really concerning to me. Now, this is really what ticked me off about everything. Everything else is like political fodder. But Joe El Baboso, El Bobo Biden, he says that we're one nation under God, and God bless him for it. But then he closes his nomination acceptance speech asking for God's blessings on the troops. And I'm glad he did that. But he left out God's blessings on America. Listen to this. Thank you, and may God bless you, and may God protect our troops. Now, some people think, well, he just, you know, I thought it wasn't cool, but maybe he forgot. Then I thought to myself, nah, I know he's forgetting stuff and a whole lot of stuff. But the Democrats have been misleading us all along. And he was reading like he's never read before. I mentioned it before. There's a headline right now. I'm looking at a paper right, right next to me. It says, the mainstream media breathlessly praises Joe Biden's ability to read. And that's in politicalinsider.com. So the left clearly knows what's going on. They clearly know what's happening. And they're with it. I believe that Joe Biden didn't want to ask for God to bless America in traditional form. I mean, every politician, every stripe, they, they always say that, right? May God bless you, and may God bless the United States of America. It's pretty commonplace. But no, not last night. And it's because I truly think there's an all-out assault. Not that I think. You, these people are telling us. We heard the cut earlier from the state senator who said, you know, America needs redemption. She wasn't talking about America needing redemption from the Redeemer, from our God, whatever God we believe in. She's talking about we need to be redeemed from the sin of slavery, one that I think this country paid a high price for and continues to pay a price for. The Civil War ripped this country apart practically. But there's more on this God stuff. Listen to this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. But let me pause it right there because I, I didn't set it up properly. Mike, I know what he, who he is and what he's saying, but you may not. This is the chair of the Muslim American Committee for the Democrat National Convention. And he's kicking off the whole, the whole shebang last night. The whole shebang is kicked off with this Pledge of Allegiance. So I guess we'll take it from the top because that was my error. Check this out. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hold up. Say what? One nation. He forgets the under God. There's no forgetting. This guy's on a Zoom that has at least 10 people on it, right? And we're going to get to that, too, how they were pretending there were more people on the Zoom than not. And this is why they didn't go live. Oh, boy. Big mess. But I am going to say this is pretty concerted effort, right? It's a pretty concerted effort when you have the chair of the Muslim American Democrat Committee. You know, I mean, they break things down to so many things. I didn't know we needed so many chairs for so many things. But this guy in my opinion, intentionally omitting, omitting the, uh, the words under God from the Pledge of Allegiance. But guess what? Some of us may have taken notice, others may not have noticed, but one person that noticed besides you and me 
is our president, Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of the United States. Listen to his comments on this. Check this out. Did you see the man that got up and sang a very, very special phrase from a very, very special thing? And he left the word God out. And I was watching and I said, oh, he must have made a mistake. I didn't think that he left it out. I thought maybe he, you know, that could happen. Maybe he made a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. That's where they're coming from. He left the word God out. And that's where they're coming from. You know, it's a damn shame that this is what's happening. But I got to say, wow, they're not even hiding anymore. The Democrats have been co-opted by atheistic Marxists. They don't like America. They don't like this America, the America that you know, the America that I know, the America that so many of us love, that's helped us to achieve what we've achieved. I come from a history of poverty. My parents weren't rich people, but we were able to build. Why? Because of America. In and of itself, America works. Leftists like AOC will say things like, yo, you can't capitalist your way out of that one. Yes, you can. You can totally capitalist your way out of so many different things. And you can help people. There's so much power in private charity, in people doing for others because they want to, because God calls them to, not because the government forces us to. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm nuts. But, you know, following this debacle, Joe Biden, he steps out of, uh, of this whole nomination. You know, I want to call it a ceremony, but he was like by himself with a couple of, you know, stands with the state delegation numbers. It was just really crazy to me. And, and he goes outside and he's watching the uh, glorious fireworks. But was more glorious than that were after these words, there was a, a bunch, like a caravan of box trucks that awaited Biden when he got outside. And I saw a tweet on Twitter and I shared it on Parler as well from the Isabella B. And she was retweeting Students for Trump, which organized this thing. And these trucks, there was about half a dozen of them, and they were wrapped in digital signs like small mobile movie theater screens. And they said so many clever things like Antifa for Biden. But my favorite was an acronym that they created for Biden, for B-I-D-E-N, with the words... Biggest idiot Democrats ever nominated. And it matched up with each of those corresponding letters of his last name. I thought that was really funny. And if you get a chance, check out the video. It was really funny. Big shout out to students for Trump and a great job by them. Our phone number is 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm Rich Valdez with an S. In for the great one. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us. 
we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S on Parlor at Rich Valdez on Twitter and all the other social media, including Instagram. I'm checking out some stuff right now. Some people are making fun of me. Some people are saying, hey, I'm doing a great job. I love the feedback. Keep it coming at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, I want to get to your calls because this is what talk radio is all about. And by the way, yesterday was National Radio Day. So, let me take a moment, point of personal privilege, if I may, uh, when, you know, you have this massive audience, it's like when Mark Levin lets me fill in for the Mark Levin show, I feel like it's like having a friend that has a Ferrari that's souped up and he lets you take it for a spin. And you're like, holy cow, this thing's amazing. But speaking of uh, the radio and speaking of National Radio Day, always, 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 and this is truly a point of personal privilege, call the show and turn your radio off get off a speaker hold the phone up to your head know what you're going to talk about this is not npr or one of the local stations you might listen to the mark levin show is the third third largest conservative talk radio show in america the ninth largest radio show overall in 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 the country this is big stuff so I say that so that to make sure that you can get on, so that you don't stutter, so you don't stumble, so we don't have to let you go. Because why? We're trying to put together a great show for all Americans to listen to. Our phone number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There's a caller here that I wanted to go to. I'm forgetting the name right now. Let's see. Brent. Brent in Los Angeles, California. What's going on, brother? Hello, Rich. Hey, man. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, you, were, you brought up so many topics. And what I wanted to speak about was the bedrock foundation of American patriotism. And it seems as if this comes directly from Judeo-Christian morality and virtue fused with Athenian democracy as its structure. And it's more of an idea than it's even a piece of real estate. And so without justice and truth, science, empiricism, knowledge, we're just another territory, and there's really no reason for us to sacrifice our hearts and our minds and our life. Yeah, 100% right, Brent. I think you hit the nail on the head, and I think the founders alluded to the same, right? When they studied uh, those philosophers, they studied you know, the Aristotelian teachings, but they always talked about virtue being important, because without virtue, it's difficult for any of the things that they've imagined to work. And this is why we're seeing what we're seeing, and it's also why... Marx is opposed to God, and I thank you for your call, Brent, but Marx, there was a quote I was looking for that I wanted to to share with you guys because it went back to the godlessness of Marxism, and his focus is not solely on an economic system like we're going to create Marxism as um, an alternative to capitalism, but there's a quote, I think it's from Das Kapital, and it says, The executive of the modern state, the government, is nothing but a committee for managing the common affairs of the whole bourgeoisie, the elite ruling class. Now, I take that apart and I say, if you're managing my affairs, then you, in effect, are my God. Or as Mark Levin would refer to them as statists worshiping at the altar of the state. This is bad because you lose all liberty 
when you don't have God-given rights because there's no God. If there's no God, you have no God-given rights. And that's the issue. So I want to hear from you guys. I wanted to take another call, but I went off on that rant. (laughs) And uh, all right, let's do it. We've got a minute left. I know he's been on hold for a while, but Jimmy, go for it, brother. All right. Jimmy. Yes. How are you, sir? We got 45 seconds. Yeah, this is a communist movement, so we can't keep calling it far-left anarchists. This is an organized communist movement. We didn't get here by accident. This was all planned. It's all worked out. What you're seeing in the streets, this, what you're seeing now out in the world, out in the streets, you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. It's a lot deeper than people realize. They have judges besides the media, the schools, the unions. They've got judges. They've got people throughout government. Oh, and we could see that. You're right, Jimmy, and I appreciate your feedback. The music means we got to go. But they've got a lot, and they continue to get more. They've got Biden. They've got AOC. They've got Bernie being the economic czar. That's a mess if I've ever seen one. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez, in for the great one. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. When the going gets tough, a tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right. Welcome back. This is the Mark Levin Show. I am Rich Valdez, also known as Mr. Call Screener to so many of you. And that's why I am short-tempered and have very little patience. If the call doesn't move forward, we've got to go. Every second counts in radio. So uh, I apologize in advance. I give a blanket apology to everybody that I've had to be curt with because the time stands still for no one. Not the great one, not I, not anyone else. So I'm getting some feedback saying, take more time with the callers. And you know, I do. I'm going to get more uh, calls into the program, but you got to keep it tight. You got to know what you're talking about because people are listening and we don't want to lose the audience. Now, our phone number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I was going to get into the Hillary stuff, but let's take a call. Uh, since there's uh, a desire to, to be heard, as the late, great Bob Grant would say. Let's go to Jose in Los Angeles, California. You're on with Rich Valdez on the Mark Levin Show. Jose? Hey, Rich. Great job, hermano. Thank you, brother. Hey, listen, I guess you're right. I, I believe you're right, man. These Democrats, you know, they got no more soul and they got no heart. And if anything, you know, the great creator, we got to forget people. Yeah. People were slaves once. 
Mexico, blah, 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 but hey, life goes on. We got to forget, you know, forget and forget. That's the best medicine. I agree with you, bro. And this is why I say, look, I don't think it's a sign of weakness. I think we need to be civil with people. We need civility. The the public discourse is something that we need to engage in. But we also have to know right from wrong. And when pushed, we have to push back. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. That's right. For me, myself, man, I've been praying. I have gone out and purchased a, a weapon. I'm being trained how to use it and stuff. Yeah, and just for and a I caveat, my- I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do want to say, because there's literally you know, tens of millions of people listening, I'm not telling people to go out and, and purchase firearms and to become violent and radicalized. We, we have a military. We, we didn't defund the military, thank God. That was Obama. Trump has built up the military. But I am saying we cannot be pushed around. We, you know, if, if you want, I don't wear a MAGA hat. I don't wear hats. I rock the ball head. I like that. It's summertime. But if I was a, a trucker hat kind of guy, I, I'm more of a fedora kind of guy. But if I was a trucker hat kind of guy, I would rock whatever MAGA hat I felt like. As a matter of fact, one of my guys in, in Florida just sent me one that says something really funny. And uh, it's in Spanish and it's Trump styled hat. And when I get it, I'll take a picture of it because... I think, you know, I'll wear what I want to wear. But my point is people shouldn't be afraid. You know, Jose, somebody called yesterday, a woman named Marta, and she was from Florida, from Miramar, Florida. And it really touched upon me because she was a nice woman. Her and her husband live in Miramar. They have a son who's a police officer. And she was on the air. She spoke with Mark. But I spoke with her before she spoke with Mark, and she was telling me how they're afraid to wear shirts that say they support their local police. She's afraid to wear a a shirt that says Blue Lives Matter or even a shirt that simply has a thin blue line on it. I got to tell you, that's wrong. That is 100% wrong. You know, I I have a a Brady Bunch kind of family, as many Boricuas do, and I have lots of siblings. And I've got brothers, uh, my brother John Valdez, my brother Al Valdez. These guys served NYPD faithfully. They did what they had to do. And for people to insult the, not just the police as a whole, but people in my family, I, I, it's an affront to me. So I, I don't accept that. Moreover, as a kid, all I ever wanted to do was be a cop. They talked me out of it, and now I'm behind a microphone. God bless. But when I lived in Nutley, New Jersey, I volunteered with the police. I helped them do different things, traffic duty, et cetera, et cetera. I, I put my money where my mouth is. I've tried to help them, and I think to, to disparage the police and to push people into fear is totally wrong. So, Jose, I appreciate what you're saying. You're right. Forgive and forget. And no, we shouldn't go shooting anybody. And I know that's not what you were saying. No, but I did get, I did get a set of pet bulls, man. And, you know, anybody comes through that gate, I'm sicking the dogs first, man. That's how we do, brother. Yeah, That's how we do. Thanks for the call, brother. God bless. Let's keep it moving. Uh, speaking of Nutley, let's go to Leonardo in Nutley, New Jersey. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the program. Yeah, I was on hold. Yeah, you're on the air now with all of America. Oh, I, I, was, I thought I was on the Rich Valdez show. No, it's the Mark Levin show. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, I wanted to say uh, that uh, our president has been supporting God guns, the Second Amendment, and gas uh, energy, and that uh, it looks like uh, the Democrats are against all of those things. Uh, I was listening to Rich Valdez speak about um, (laughs) how they left out God from the... uh, No, you're right. uh, They're leaving out God from so many different things. I mean, God has just been thrown by the wayside. And that's because Joe Biden has hairy legs, right? Because he's got hairy legs. He thinks that it's okay to uh, forget about God. 
And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Wow. So Joe's got hairy legs. He knows about roaches. He's learned about all these things because kids used to reach into the water and rub his hairy legs. He got hairy legs. Anyway, Leonardo, thank you for your call. We definitely appreciate that. And I want to keep it moving. Let's take it to Chi-Town. Let's go to Chicago, Illinois, to our buddy Luis. Luis, you're on with Rich Valdez here on the Mark Levin Show. Mr. Valdez, thank you for taking the call. Thank you. Buenas noches. What's on your mind? Buenas noches. I was on the call screen of my sister. (laughs) She suffers from severe Trump derangement. Uh, Everything she believes. Mira, she, she believes everything what the media says. Uh, she said, first of all, he's racist because the media fails to play the full clip of what he said about Charlottesville. Well, we That's played it here whole- tonight, and we, I make sure we played that because too many people play fast and loose with the facts. Yes, and, and, and she also uh, tries to scream that the unemployment rate for minorities was already going down, and it was down at a low point with Obama. I says, no, it wasn't. Obama left office. It was at 36% unemployment for the blacks. I says, t- tell me where, where, where I'm wrong. She can't, she, can't, she can't prove it, right? Yeah, well, and uh, of course, listen, I, I get so frustrated with these things because it doesn't matter if you prove it. I mean, literally, I, I bump into people. They call me. They inbox me. They, just yesterday, I was here prepping for, for the Mark Levin show. I get a text message from a buddy. I wasn't able to respond to it. Then it rings. He's calling me. Haven't heard from this kid in a while. So I'm thinking, you know what? Let me pick it up because maybe it's important. He doesn't really reach out to me that much. He goes on for 10 or 15 minutes about how, listen, you're doing a great job with your podcast. By the way, this is America. You can get that anywhere podcasts are found. And he tells me these things. I'm like, listen, brother, thank you so much. I appreciate the praise. And he goes, no, 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 but listen, I want to tell you. He's like, you know, tr- Trump's going to win in a land. And I'm thinking, since when are you into politics? And he tells me, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm following everything that's going on. His mom was very involved with the Democrat uh, Party at the local level in Hudson County, New Jersey. And she was very involved and he was, you know, somewhat tangentially involved. And I thought to myself, when, when people are coming out of the woodwork and they're no longer afraid and they're coming to me because I'm the one that's out there and they, they happen to have a personal relationship with Listen, brother, there's a lot of people like you. There's a lot of people like me. And maybe we can get to your sister, maybe not. We're not going to be able to save everybody. But we can save America by voting for Donald Trump. Yes, and that's what I try to tell her. I says Biden, I, I bring up the, you know, the infanticide, what they support, right? Yeah, no, it's, every- it's a terrible issue. I mean, Cuomo is into that. The, the, um, the, the governor of Northam, these guys have been so aggressive when it comes to this issue. And, and it truly is, it's a disgrace because it's no longer what it was intended to be. Because you know what? What they intended was initially a lie, and it's built on a lie. They just want to hurt people, in my opinion. This is truly another way to get at people that are, like they like to say, black and brown. Luis, I thank you for the call. Let's squeeze one more in before we go. Let's go to Dan in Ames, Iowa. Dan, you're on with Rich Valdez on the Mark Levin Show. 
Hey, Ritz, this is Dan. I'm calling from Ames, Iowa. Hey, I just said that. What's up, brother? Hey, I uh, happen to be in a college town, so uh, the difference between last election and this election is big. I lived in rural Iowa, now I live in this college town, and uh, it's uh, discouraging because everyone here is a liberal. And I just wanted to, to say... Go ahead, say my, my family took a road trip uh, to a, a lake house north of Minneapolis, and so we stopped in Minneapolis, had to go from Ames to Minneapolis, and then the next day we went all the way up north. And the number of Trump signs and American flags we saw between leaving Ames, Iowa, until we got to the cities, and then once we got out of the cities, was ridiculously large. And so it, it was encouraging to me and my wife uh, to realize that it, when you're living in a place like this, your perspective is, is skewed a ton. And knowing that all of the media, even you guys, the good guys, uh, are living in big uh, metropolitan places where... What's the takeaway here? America's falling asleep. The takeaway, sir, is that it's not as bad as you think, that there are patriots out there in places that never, ever get reported on. And I haven't had a call from a polar in six years. Mm. So we're not getting uh, representation America is awake, they're ready, ready to fight, and you're not hearing about it, and even you, a good guy, isn't seeing it day-to-day because you don't live... Yeah, because we're stuck in the swamp. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you know what, brother? I hear you, and I appreciate it. This is truly what, what I do believe. I do believe that Americans are ready to take their country back, to head to the ballot box and do what's necessary beyond the ballot box, to go and hold up signs, to shout, to shout back at people that are shouting at them, to do what's necessary because we can't allow the left to overcome everything that's good and holy in America. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media platforms. I definitely want to keep in touch with you. I'm appreciating the feedback. I've seen some of it. I'll respond as much as I can. You're listening to The Mark Levin Show, our phone number, 877-381-3811. And what is good with this mail-in voting business? Not a whole lot. This mail-in voting business is not a good plan. 
Now, you've heard this every day, time and again, time and again. And when you hear things enough, but I'm going to quote a pastor, my pastor, Pastor Joe Santos, great guy. He always says, you know, when you hear it once, it's important. When you hear it twice, it's a warning. When you hear it three times, man, that's a doctrine. and You need to, to drill down and know what's going on. And that's what we're talking about here with this mail-in voting. This mail-in voting business, no bueno. Very bad. Very bad. Speaking of bad, <laughs> a friend of mine sent me this meme. And I thought it was funny and I wanted to mention it in the first hour. But you guys get the benefit because a lot of the West Coast comes in at the 8, uh, eight o'clock hour. And it was, it was in Spanish and had a picture of Kamala Harris, but it said, que mala eres, which in Spanish means how bad you are. <laughs> but it kind of rhymes with her name, and I thought that was very funny. So big shout out to my friend, Professor Roland Alum, for sending that to me. Now, we're talking about mail-in voting, which is equally as bad as que mala eres. And some people think this is okay. I mean, I've heard people in Oregon telling me, well, you know, we've been doing it in Oregon for quite a while now. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, we figured that we cleaned the voter rolls. And I'm thinking to myself, you're in Oregon. There, there's a war zone in your big city, Portland. I don't know, I don't know if that's the example I'm going to follow. But Hillary Clinton is back, and she is rearing her evil head. What is she doing? She's talking to one of the great one's favorites, <laughs> the morning joke. Today, saying that there's no doubt that Trump colluded with Russia, and she builds on that to get into mail-in voting. Listen to this. I, I do regret that we weren't able, either in my campaign or uh, in the press or in any other way, to uh, convince uh, enough Americans uh, to take yeah. seriously this well, first of all, I don't think a lot of people take her seriously to begin with, right? She's literally Hillary Clinton. She's the lady that ran for president twice and won zero times and never told us that she lost. She sent John Podesta out and said, hey, tell him to hang out for a second and, you know, we'll figure it out later. Come on. She's ridiculous. I've had enough on that one. But I do want you to hear this one where she's talking about Trump undertaking a deliberate effort to sabotage the election. Check this out. Well, Mika, I'm really worried uh, that um, there will be uh, – direct interference uh, with the election through the manipulation of the Postal Service. I heard uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth say that on your program just a little bit earlier this morning. I don't think there's any doubt that any sensible person should have uh, that there's a deliberate effort to sabotage vote by mail. That's a in incredible uh, attack on our election system and everything else that the post office does. Like Okay, so everything the post office does, listen, this is not about the post office, and I think everybody realizes that. This is about people wanting to eliminate your opportunity, your, your I'm going to call it a right, because voting is a right, to go and cast a secret ballot. That's what voting is. That's how we do it. Now, okay, if you're serving in the military, and God bless everybody in uniform that is, and thank them for their service, if you're serving overseas and you need to send in your ballot via absentee ballot, then that's fine. You know, people check that out. There's a whole process to that. I voted absentee once, and I had to go get this form. It wasn't really rocket science, but it worked. It was very different than the mail-in voting that I did recently that Governor Murphy forced me to do. So not sure how we're going to fall on that, but I'm looking through the glass, and I want to see. Mr. Producer, do we have time to hear Governor Cuomo on this? All right. Check out Andrew Cuomo on this mail-in voting. 
I don't get this rife with fraud. I think this is a setup. Uh, I think the president is, frankly, anticipating losing on Election Day. And then we're going to hear him say, oh, there was fraud in the election, right? The president is very good at always establishing a conspiracy. Uh, I think that's the conspiracy he's setting. Uh, we do we do things through the mail in this country. We pay bills through the mail. We operate through the mail. Uh, I think mail in, in voting makes t- tremendous sense, especially now. I don't want people on lines on Election Day uh, when we fought so hard to get this uh, uh, virus under control. So we're making it easy to do mail in voting. <laughs> How we got the virus under control. Uh, that's Essential Andy from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, which is what I called it when he was on TV every single day at 1130 in the morning, just talking about his mother and the pasta and the sauce and everything under the sun because he loved it. You would think he's the radio host, not me, but that's Essential Andy. And he's another godless one. This is part of the, the problem that we have. We need to really focus on what we've got here in America. Stay focused on God. Stay focused on America. Stay prayed up. Because while patriotism's under attack, patriotism's making a comeback this November. My name is Rich Valdez. I am in for the great one, Mark Levin. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.